Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. <laughs> wherever you get your favorite podcast. Uh, you can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. That's why you don't read the script. You just memorize it and do it. Which I I'm surprised do. you don't have it memorized. Well, I do. It's like I look at it, and then I look away, and I know, I know what I'm saying, and when I don't read it, I do something like that. So, go to Facebook. Check us out at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. It's so much more smooth, too, when I don't read it. It's just like, what, you know, well, how are you doing? What have you been doing? I'm good. Uh, I've been doing some work on our brand new Facebook and Instagram pages. Shameless plug for Retro oh, Rebel saying, Podcast. It is very Ooh. active. You should check it out. Very active. Retro Rebel on Instagram. I- I'll actually reply to you. You know, I'm just saying I'm there. I'm paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I am in London, true. so keep the time difference. But, you know, I'll get back to you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. So that's I mean, we've been very you have been very active. Retro Rebel is very active on Instagram right now. And so should check it out. And that will be for the foreseeable. So uh, we're putting uh, surveys on there and, and competitions and the stories we've got all kinds of things asking you guys questions looking for some feedback which is uh one of the you know one of the blurbs one of the segments we're going to talk about today but uh first though what have you been playing well listen it's all about fishing for me these well, days still fishing. listen i've gravita- graduated from the amateur circuit and i'm now in the semi-professional circuit i like i like that you know anyone that knows a little bit and uh, about the the subtle difference between amateur and semi pro, <laughs> uh, you know knows it's, that's a giant. That's it, a big step. It is a big leap. It's a big leap. Listen, the fish have gotten smarter. They're way more that's, wily. I've had. So to I'm use wondering: is it are things. you semi pro or are they semi pro? Like, is it the fish that are semi pro? I think the fish actually level yeah. up. I think that's when you right. play it at the pro level. It's meant to mimic what it is actually like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, f- fish aren't terribly stupid to give them some credit. You know, like, they right. sort of figure out if one of their buddies gets taken that something bad is going down, you know? So right. Um, right. Yeah. having to use lures that suit the weather conditions, the, like, casting conditions, like, this is all new to me because down in Florida, we just put a night crawler on the end of a hook and we chuck it in. We see what we get most of the time. It's a snooker catfish or like some other little bottom feeder but you know you catch stuff but this you know you're trying to catch the biggest fish or the longest fish or specific types of fish so you have to if you waste your time catching fish you don't need for the competition you'll it's timed you'll run out of time and the the fish don't immediately reel in you have to fight with them the bigger the fish the longer it takes so if you spend a long time trying to reel in a big fish that isn't the kind you want then before you know it, the thirty-minute timer's up, and you've caught nothing that you needed. So right. it's it's pretty. You know, I have to give it to you. Fishing, ultimate fishing world simulator, whatever the heck it's called. It's got a terrible name and an even worse-looking cover, but it is so good. I I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's taking me back to my roots. But if you're a little bit country, then try it out. <laughs> Or if you have, you know, never been fishing before, and this is the closest that you're going to get anytime soon. Exactly. It's yeah. super relaxing, and I think that's what we need right now. That's right. No stress. That sounds good. Sounds like a, sounds like, I mean, I, I the hunting game, I think I mentioned before my son plays, I've, there's something comforting and calming about that whole, that thing. And, and I've even said that I do it in Warcraft, which is really what I've been playing as well. I hadn't had a lot of time to play, uh, with work, working from home. Um, but I get it in when I can. And with that XP boost, uh, that 
Blizzard is implementing. It is. Um, oh, can you hear? I don't know if if you can hear that in the background. Yeah, it's sadness. Did 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 a big buck just run away? No, no. It's it's uh, my littlest can hear me and wants in here and <laughs> get. Oh, that's sad. I know. You know, eventually know. we're gonna have to graduate the both of them to honorary co-hosts. You know, that's they right. just—they've got to join the family craft. That's what I'm saying. It's true. This is true. And oh, and she's ham, so she would absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I've been playing Warcraft with that XP boost. I have leveled up two characters uh, to max level now. Uh, since my main, so now I have three max level characters. Um, I've got a horde and an alliance and my main is a chamois my my horde is uh <laughs> oh now that's love right there i don't think i've been upset not being allowed into a room with anyone else before i mean i'm gonna be honest this whole quarantine thing <laughs> is basically what your daughter is experiencing right now and i'm fine yeah You're i'm right. fine yes. i don't need anybody like no i'm just yeah. kidding i do <laughs> I do need people. Well, no, we I get, do. And check with me in a week. <laughs> I'm gonna be crawling up right. the walls. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know it. I know it. And and I, well, I already am. And and uh, it, it's mostly because you don't get any. So you have a little bit more time to yourself. I don't have any. And so it's like uh, you 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 hate it. We'll cut this part of it out. Uh, we'll three two five two one back into it. But the idea that. Uh, you have, you have, you get to spend as much time as you want with people you care about. That's a good thing, right? And I mean, just objectively, a good thing. So complaining about it at all, you just feel super guilty. It's just the worst. Yeah, but, don't anyways. complain all about right. it. It's great. Come on. Oh, it's fantastic. Like I, I said, live alone. I'm about out. to make horrible decisions with my hair color. This is what happens when you live alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, length. Make sure it's not about the length, just the color. Oh, it's I'm I'm gonna try to go red. This is what's gonna happen. Yeah, nice. I've ordered it. It's coming on Friday. Like, be prepared, people. Be bloody prepared. Bangs and 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 uh, red hair color. Oh no, I I shan't ever cut my bangs again. I did that when I was like eight. It was horrendous. They were like <laughs> this long. They were like like a half an inch length, and they took forever to grow out. That was an error. No, <laughs> an error indeed. Um, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing Warcraft. Uh, the the XP boost has been incredible. It is so much fun to level that fast. I, I went like 10 levels in an hour and a half last night with one of my lower level uh, characters, a, a monk that I've been running, a Pandaren monk. So I've got a panda monk that I've been trying to get uh, max leveled. I like seeing both sides of the story. It's still a game that I enjoy playing. Um, I definitely have an elliptical relationship with Warcraft where I come and go i'm close and i'm far uh but right now especially all things considered it's been fun to go back and 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 level up with uh with that boost which we will come back to later in the show because um at least that is a free xp boost and everybody can get it so. oh i i take it you've seen jim sterling's recent <laughs> rant <laughs> i have and i am 100 percent uh in agreement with something he said in that and and uh, and i hate I hate to see it because I see the loot box evolution right now. Um, oh, well, we can we anyway, can definitely so that, yeah. delve into that in our good, bad, and the ugly segment. That's right. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's really what I've been playing. I've got some games uh, on the docket to play and downloaded. I still wanted to get back to Neo, um, but uh, for the time being, I'm really waiting to see. Uh, I'm going to let it be a surprise. You can let me know in the comments, but uh, what the April free games are going to be uh, for PlayStation, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't really get to get on my Xbox because Fortnite is running on it 24-7, but, um, but <laughs> PlayStation uh, usually has pretty good selection for uh, you know their downloadable PS Plus games. So. Well, Looking Xbox for the first part of... April was uh, Batman Telltale second game. 
So, oh, okay. Yeah, Did that's you, on so my you docket. Have got I, that? I got that down, yeah. I pulled it down. So I'm going to play that at some point because I played the first one a few weeks back uh, and I really liked it. But I wasn't able to go back and play it to get the alternate ending. I intended to, and then I started to play it, and I was like, actually, I just don't like Batman enough to do this again. Like, it was <laughs> novel the first time, but the second time, then I really realized it was Batman, which... I'm not a huge fan of, no offense, Daniel, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but the second one is now available on Games with Gold, I think, until the 15th. But um, I think that's something to talk about in our next segment, is there's surprisingly not a lot of free games, really, considering right. what else is going on in the world, <laughs> you know? Just no, saying. that's true. Well, and, and uh, well, I just saw the, the games for PlayStation and Uncharted 4 Thief's End is one of them, which was a fantastic game. I already have it, but um, I'm not even going to knock that because I think or be disappointed that it's not a game I don't have because that is such a good game. I'm glad others, if they have PS uh, Plus, they'll be able to enjoy that game. I didn't play the third one, but I played the first, second, and fourth one. Uh, and I just really, really enjoyed that game enough to, to buy the, the, um, additional game that they, that they put out, uh, that was kind of like a, a, an epilogue to it. Right. Um, and then, uh, Dirt Rally 2.0 is the other one, which is not really my cup of tea, so. Dirt Anywho. Rally. Dirt Rally, yeah. Dirt hey, Rally that and... might be my cup of tea. I'm starting to like this really country sort of game recently. Maybe I'm missing my folks back home. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, maybe it's uh, maybe it's for you, not me. Yeehaw! <laughs> Fishing and dirt bike riding. Uh, That's well, literally anyway, so... what I did back home. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, dirt bike, I didn't ride a dirt bike much. I motorcycle. No, yeah, we had go-karts, man. Go-karts. Yeah, no, I grew up in a concrete jungle. Yeah, go-karts are it, man. I remember, so funny story from my childhood, slight segue, but I think you'll all enjoy it. My uncle had like a 10-acre property with like a swamp and gators and all sorts. We used to go there, shoot big old guns at targets and stuff. Like we used to do that every major holiday. And then he bought a go-kart. Yeah, boy. And we would be zooming that go-kart up and down the dirt road as fast as... I mean, I was only, like, maybe 13, 14 at the time, but, you know, no license required. I had the license to kill, and I'm out. And uh, all the cousins (laughs) would take a turn, you know, because he had like four odd kids and then you know me and my brother and sister although they were quite a bit younger at the time and we used to be zooming up and down then he got a four-wheeler and I was like yeah boy we've just really graduated here so I was like right I'm 16 now it's four-wheeler time I've got a driver's (laughs) license I know how to do this and let me tell you it was not even halfway out of the dirt road off of the driveway and I tipped it over into a ditch and I was screaming my uncle came and picked it up with one arm because he was just really strong he's like a mini Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's just like why'd you tip my bike (laughs) anyway I was never allowed to ride it again but for for a brief moment I was the king of the world enjoy that (laughs) well yes no uh, um it's not the same is it you know it's, it's not it's, just not uh, quite the same. It's not. No game is gonna capture that feeling for me. I, I highly doubt it. Whereas my fishing experiences were, were never quite as epic. So that's why this fishing game I think is working for me. It's way better. Yeah, way better. All right. Well, um, so that brings us to our second segment, which uh, is has been fairly eventful uh, this time. So a little bit about the gaming news. Lots going on in the gaming world right now. Yeah, loads going on. So I think what we wanted to focus on is sort of like the good, the bad, and the ugly of what's going on with the gaming industry's response to social distancing and COVID-19 overall and um, what they're doing to help or hinder or react to the general state of affairs. So I think the first thing to talk about is the new hashtag play apart together campaign which is formed by the world health organization plus the gaming industry and 
I think what I really like about this campaign is that so many different companies have gotten together to participate and encourage people to maintain social distancing. Now, my criticism of this campaign is it isn't necessarily clear what philanthropic measures or general helpful measures these companies are taking, but the initiative is still sort of developing. I think it's sort of starting with a hashtag and a bit of a movement, so to say. Um, and then there have been companies making um, donations in the name of the Play Apart Together movement. So the companies that are participating in this movement um, are Riot Games, Activision Blizzard, and Unity, including Kabam, Snap Games, the Amazon App Store, which I wouldn't necessarily consider them part of the gaming industry, but okay, Amazon, if you want to participate. Um, May Solward, never heard of it. Twitch, Big Fish Games, Playtika, Dirty Bit, Pocket Games, Wooga Glue Mobile. <laughs> I don't, I've never heard of Wooga or Glue Mobile. Um, YouTube Gaming, no. fair enough. Uh, Jam City, SciPlay, and your big boy Zanga. Um, Zynga oh, wow. seemed like it was like a huge deal back in the day. Like I feel like they've sort of backed away from the forefront, but if I'm not mistaken, they still have some of the highest grossing games like of all time. Well, they um, got their hands slapped a couple times, I think. Yeah, they they've they've been naughty. Um, what I was surprised to not see in this list was companies like um, King of Candy Crush fame? Like, are you kidding me? Like, they're the largest mobile app game on the planet. They couldn't be bothered. Um, but maybe the list is incomplete. So I, I suppose we can give uh, them, PlayStation and Xbox, a pass because maybe people are just assuming, duh, that they're on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> who knows? However, in terms of donations, um, Sony gave, I believe, $80 million to support relief efforts. Um, CCP Games is raising money through a Plex for Good campaign and EVE Online, and they've raised uh, $600,000 um, since over 15 years because it was originally founded um, to help with the tsunami and the earthquake. Uh, back in 2005 right. so they've raised some money over that period but hopefully they'll be able to raise a lot more for COVID-19 um, and then CD Projekt Red uh, which I've heard rumors I don't know if they're confirmed that Cyberpunk's going to be delayed even further um, but they've donated nearly a million dollars I would assume it yeah, I would assume as well. They've um, they've donated nearly a million dollars to fight the spread of COVID-19 in Poland, where their studio is based. Um, EA is doing a match fund of up to $2 million, um, and employees will donate to the fund, and then they'll match it up to $2 million. So it could be $4 million in donations when they're done, and I think that's brilliant. Um, GameDev.World didn't know that was a thing. Uh, which I think sometimes it's so funny when you read about companies doing good and you've literally never heard of them. Um, but they've raised 81000 for game developers affected by the cancellation of the GDC conference um, due to oh, yeah. COVID-19, which is, is good. Um, and then the Humble Bundle is donating 100% of proceeds on their new bundle to COVID-19. Um, it's $30 if you want to go and pick it up. And it has 40 games, including digital and audiobooks. Um, the I Got Games company did a 500K to provide mes uh, medical supplies to Wuhan in China, which they have they have gone through the virus, but a lot of people are speculating that there'll be a second wave, so it's probably good that they stay stocked up or get back to normal stocking levels. I imagine things were probably depleted the first time around. Um, yeah, the eSports yeah, side, Lucky Box has pledged the support for the We Save Charity Play Dota 2 tournament. Um, and it's raised 90% of its $20,000 target. Um, and they're going to support the effort by donating all the revenue from the bets that are placed on the eSports tournament to charity. Which is good, but also, I keep forgetting that people bet on eSports tournaments. Like, 
I did not know that. I yeah, knew I it happened. Think, didn't even cross my mind. But I forgot. Like, because <laughs> to me, no shame, no foul to any esports players, but I still forget, like, it's a sport that people enjoy watching and would want to place bets on, which is weird considering I'm from the gambling industry originally and should probably know that. You can bet on anything. Have foreseen <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so... Because there's going to be a lot of negatives, I'm going to continue providing the positives. So at least we start from a good place. So um, Mytona, which is a Russian developer, they are donating 50,000 to hospitals in the city of Yakusak. I'm probably mispronouncing that wrong. It's probably somewhere in Russia. Yakutsk. Who knows? Um, But it's good that they're providing essential equipment to their local area. Now, what I thought was sort of funny is the creators of Plague, Inc., uh, Endemic Creations has donated twenty five thousand, um, or sorry, two hundred and fifty thousand to the Coalition of Academic Preparedness Organizations. Sorry, the Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness Innovations to basically prevent COVID nineteen and pandemics like that from happening in the future. And I think that's great because that's literally what their game is based off of. Like they sort of should have been doing this the whole time because that's kind of brilliant. But it's good right. that they're doing it now. Um, do you know the little Talking Tom meme thing? I don't know if I do, no. So the, like, little cat that you could, like, say words and he would, like, mimic you, that little cat app thing that was popular for a while? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. They've donated 120000 to support struggling hospitals in Slovenia and Barcelona, um... And I think that's probably because Outfit 7, the development studio, is somewhere around there. Um, And Paradox Interactive has announced that it will donate sales proceeds from selected games to the WHO and United Nations foundations. So they've chosen more than 10 different games. And that includes City Skylines, Hearts of Iron 4, Pillars of Eternity, Shadowrun Returns, and Surviving Mars. So uh, if you go to Steam, there's a special fundraiser page for those games. And uh, there's a couple more beyond that that aren't listed. Um, Dragonfall, it's hard to read some of the ones in this graphic. But they are available to support charity. And the game publisher is donating all of the proceeds for those games. So it's worth um, having a look at those. Um, Riot Games, yeah boys! They're donating $1.5 million to support COVID-19 relief efforts in Los Angeles. Cubic Games is donating 20% of all its revenue from games on the Switch, as well as 100% of sales from Robonauts and Yucky Yambi Runner. Two games never heard of. Um, <laughs> but they are going to donate that to COVID-19 relief organizations, and they've donated seventy five grand worth of surgical masks to hospitals across Poland. Um, and then Take-Two, including Rockstar Games, um, is donating 5% of sales revenue from its online games to support COVID-19 relief efforts. Now, 5%, I think, is pretty stingy. No offense. But, like, 10 20 come on, 5 5% of your profits. Not even 5% of the, like, whole thing. Like, I don't right, know just online sales. Yeah. yeah, I think 5% is pretty small. Maybe I read it wrong. Like, maybe it's 5% of revenue, but... Uh, it it's fun. no it's sales revenue from online games yeah that doesn't yeah that doesn't seem like well it doesn't seem like much but it is big games so gta online they, they red dead make redemption a billion dollars they, they yeah. made a billion dollars like on. they really should just peel off a billion dollars like i'm just is it that hard <laughs> like is it that hard yeah you could drop a a, a fraction of one percent a million dollars uh, from your billion dollar franchise yeah that that's that's 10 years old you know like i work for a really tiny company in the cycling industry and we're donating all of the adult bikes that we have in stock to hospital workers and key workers in london who need to get to work and don't want to take public transport and like we're a tiny company do you know what i mean so when i see huge companies just not even really trying like paying lip service i'm not super impressed by that and then the last one is twitch so the twitch stream aid event um that happened i think not this weekend past but the one prior raised uh 2.7 million for the COVID 19 solidarity response fund for the world health organization powered by the united nations foundation um and i think 
you know, that's really good. Um, and not on this list was the 80 million that Sony donated and the 150,000 that Ubisoft donated to the stream aid event. And I'm sure that there have been more sort of since I captured this information over the weekend. Um, but I think those are the good things that the gaming industry is doing. However, as you pointed out, like, do you really think that the makers of Grand Theft Auto can't do more? Like, that, right. that is my impression about some of those things. It seems like some really small companies are doing big stuff. And some of the bigger companies don't seem to be doing that much. Like, how did you feel about some of those numbers? I, I thought it was... Um, generally, I think it's impressive that they're even doing anything. Generally speaking, norm, this is coming from... Uh, streamers, you see a lot of really good philanthropic events from YouTube streamers and, and Twitch streamers and things like that. So those individuals, there's there's kind of a history of that kind of activity, but these companies have just, uh, it seems like, been getting a steady stream of bad press. And so this, I think this it's impressive that they're doing anything. Something's better than nothing. But I do think it speaks to some of these companies' uh, business practices, what they choose to donate or able to. Again, I don't see their books, um, but I do I do know enough about business to know that if you run your business correctly, um, and by correctly I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're reinvesting in the company, you're paying your employees properly, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're not completely uh, tethered to uh, the whims of the board of trustees and you're actually able to make decisions that that are in the best interest of the people and the consumers as well is that too much to ask was that was that an unrealistic picture I mean, of business american <laughs> consumerism maybe that's a bit unrealistic i don't that's a little bit okay <coughs> however that was uh the that was that was that's my impression of what i feel like a a, a good quote unquote good business practice would be um However, I did just very breaking news. I did a little bit of research on this list. Uh, and as of today, that humble bundle is no longer available. Um, pr predominantly because, I mean, I, I, I did that research because I was interested in that one. Why would, why would they take it off? I don't get it. I don't know. It's, it, I'm looking at it right now. It says this bundle is over. They sold over 200,000 uh, bundles of this particular bundle, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, still, humble, though, like, it's a digital game. Why couldn't you just let it sell? Like, come on. Let it sell for, yeah, for, I, I don't know how long. Like, during that article the was written, crisis, why wouldn't you just let it sell? I don't get it. Another month or a week. That, that article was written uh, April 6th. So yeah, it was written on Sunday, like literally like we're, yeah, so it, today yeah. is Tuesday, the seventh, like yeah. it, it, time has not really like passed, you know? No. So whenever it was written, heaven forbid, they may have already taken their money back. We're going to assume that all of these companies didn't do that, you know, and, and are still offering these options. But, uh, this one in particular is no longer available. Unfortunately, I just wanted to see what games were in it. It seemed like that was a pretty sweet deal. I imagine they were starting to lose their behind on it. And they're like, yeah. I mean, but maybe, surely, maybe. like, you should only give what you can afford to give in perpetuity. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think we're making too much sense, though, Amanda. Yeah. So. That makes well, too much sense. so that maybe too much it's like right. time to talk about... The bad? the bad and the ugly. So uh, I know right. you watched Jim Sterling's Regent feature. I have to admit, I was only half paying attention to it. Um, so right. maybe it'd be helpful to give a little bit of background as to what he was saying. Right. Yeah. So um, he has done a couple of videos recently and, and on a game that I have not played yet. I do know that the Resident, I believe the Resident Evil 3 remake is out. If I'm not mistaken, and uh, I've I've seen some let's plays again. Not gonna play it, but I did see some let's plays for it, and it's it seems pretty good. On top of that, there's this Resident Evil uh, oh, Resistance. That's what it's called, Resident Evil Resistance, and it's a four-player co-op online game, which kind of plays into the idea of you know being together apart, apart together, playing together apart. 
Um, but yeah, play uh, a part together. Play, play a part together. Right there, we go. It sounds like uh, a hashtag. bad like business motivational speech. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it is probably. Uh, so the, so anyway, this game uh, is is left for has a Left for Dead vibe. You know, four players, uh, and then you know somebody gets to be, uh, you know, the big baddie. Um, and uh, but the key in this and the and the big this the the main story the big the big portion of this that that's noteworthy is the fact that they have snuck in loot boxes that you can't buy with in-game currency and you can't buy um, the loot boxes. So you can't buy with real money the in-game currency. You have to earn it through playing the game. However, you can buy XP boosters. So for like periods of time, so you can buy like a 25% experience boost for an hour or, uh, you know, a 50%, 100%. I don't think there's a 100% XP boost, but there's a, there are delineations. You can buy it with percentage. real money? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. So you can buy experience boosters. No. Um, yeah. So they've, so what they've done effectively and what he says in the video, which is probably the best illustration is made it. And he said this to some extent before you've just basically made it to where I can pay money to play less of your game. Yeah. So I literally I just play. thought that I was like, so wait, I'll pay you money to level up faster to get to the so end I, quicker. So what? I don't have to play as much of your game. It just, it's so flawed logically. If you were to think about it, I don't see how a, a publisher that's not just completely 100% consumed with how much money I can squeeze out of an IP instead of how, how, how good of a world can I create? What what kind of story can we write that will engage the players enough that they'll want to come back and repeat, uh, you know, sessions in this world? Instead, you you throw out some you know half-assed game that's acid flips, or I mean, asset flips, and or or just um, you know repurposed assets from from your current games that you've got and. And then just tack on some, you know, microtransactions towards the end. It, to me, it is so. It's just so fundamentally, logically flawed in the idea. It, 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 it's like the opposite of what you would do if you're trying to make a good game. You make a good game that people. You make a. You write a good book that people want to read. You, you make a game that you think people want to, to play. You don't. Make make a game and then try to pay people to play less of it. No, or get have people to people pay, pay you, you to play less get of people your crappy pay game. You. It's that. Oh my god, that makes no sense. It really flies in the face of. And Blizzard's taken a lot of flack recently, and I'm not excusing them for their previous actions. However, their decision to provide an XP boost in World of Warcraft that we talked about last week that just gives players who are returning to the game out of necessity or boredom the opportunity to get to the level caps to start working on gear, which is, you know, really, in my opinion, some of the funnest parts of the game, you know, when you're trying to min-max your character. Like, that's what I love. So that really appeals to me is like in level rates and getting max gear and all that collecting the sets so uh, making that 100 percent xp booth available free during this period when people need it both is like in opposition to what this other publisher is doing where they're like (laughs) pay us if you want to get through this crappy game faster (laughs) yeah 100 percent it doesn't make any sense. Like, um, is it an actually a bad game? Is it a bad game? Like, he I says heard that him he talking, likes it. It's not really my attention. cup of tea. It doesn't even look like a good version or a good like uh, derivative. Well, what is it called? What's that? What's the game called? Uh, Re- uh, Resident Evil Resistance. I believe. Oh, wow. Oh, I totally blanked on that. So the Resident Evil franchise is now paying people, letting people pay them to skip parts of the Resident Evil game. Like just what? this, this is like a, an, an add on. Uh, uh, it's not DLC. I don't believe it's, I think it, it is like, um, it's like the, uh, multiplayer version or the multiplayer portion of, 
Um, oh, it sounds stupid. Uh, let's not. Let's hope this thing doesn't catch on. About that part of it is okay with me. Like I don't, I don't care about this game enough to do that much more research about it. I'll tell you the name of it and basically the genre of it and kind of what <laughs> goes on when you play it. Don't care anything else about it. And hearing the the fact that they've not only tacked on microtransactions, but it's basically uh, you having to pay the company to play less. It just, it's so stupid. Because in the end, just like you said with Warcraft, in the end, if I've got this XP boost, I can get my, my character maxed out. And if you want to do... Uh, if you want to grind to get better gear, well, then you can do that. But there's so much to do at the end of max level in World of Warcraft that I can go do lots of things. I can go back and do old content. There's There are tons of rep grinds that I can do to get mounts. There are lots of other collecting things that you can do. I can just go all over the world and try to pick up pets. You I mean, whatever you want to do. You can fish. You can fish. I I've got all the fishing well. to do. I've got so many. I can fish. I can do all of these things because I can fish up pets and mounts. I can do it all just from fishing. So no matter what we're doing, uh, you know, it can be accomplished through fishing in World of Warcraft. That's so funny that you can fish up a mount. Like there's just a dead horse at the bottom of the lake and you're like, no, well, you this is what a, I ride now. <laughs> they do try to keep it a little bit realistic. So you can only like fish this up. This is a, what I uh, ride whole, now. Uh, you can get a turtle. I know you can get a turtle. A turtle. Um, yeah, but you can. Does the turtle fly? This. I don't think so. It makes a I noise if you jump turtle. with it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of something. It sounds a lot like that. Actually, that's that what was the tur- sound. That's what yeah. turtles sound like when they're having sex. I hope you didn't know that, but worst. I did, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, tortoises. Yeah, they do make that sound. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a fun YouTube search. Yeah. Um, so that's, I would say that classifies for the bad category. I think this absolutely. next one also classifies for the bad category. And it's just it's a ugly. general reminder that while your kids are playing Xbox and PlayStation, please, parents, keep an eye on what they are spending. Because with the increased amount of gaming time available to them, more time at home, and the predatory actions of some publishers, like the one we just mentioned, um, there is a real tangible risk of people racking up loads of bills that they're not aware of or not expecting. And especially with a lot of people facing economic uncertainty, like I highly would encourage every parent to put a pin on their devices to prevent charges. Like it just makes sense. Just like, please do that. Um, because I don't right. think anyone needs any more economic turmoil. And the Guardian released a story that says that um, parents have already started to experience shock bills from children racking up in-game purchases, unbeknownst to them. You know, like, it's not necessarily the kid's fault. The things, it really doesn't make sense that you're paying real money for them. They're called donuts or coins or gems, and they don't understand that it's costing real money. And if there's not a lock on the account, it could be financially devastating, and a lot of times you can't get a refund. So, PSA... Please put a pin code on your devices. Like you can't. That is such be a. Lazy. It's something that that it's a side effect of of this quarantine, which is such an. It's such a surreal. Uh, situation to really wrap your mind around just the idea that right now, in this day and age, in this time, we are actually we're not really supposed to leave our homes, you know, for the sa- for our own safety and others, and. There are so many side effects to this that I've been reading about from um, mental health, um, physical health, and then financial health. So the idea that, uh, you know, because of this as a side effect, you know, we're getting a whole lot more screen time potentially than we were uh, otherwise when we had other things that were that were kind of uh, consuming our attention at that time getting out being physically active whatever we were obligated to all the things that we have to run around and do and in this instance you know we've or because of the circumstances we have so much more screen time or the opportunity for it that there's just like anything else if you've got if there are if there are more opportunities uh to have your face in front of a screen there's more uh, you know more time uh potentially for you to spend looking at it same thing with these games. If there's more opportunities and you're presented with an opportunity to, to try something new or to make a purchase with donuts or, or gems, 
that psychological disconnect that you don't, you're not really, and it's, to me, it's, it's almost insidious. The more I think about it, and since we've been doing this show and seeing those things, they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing when they name it those things. When they when they change the name from real world currency, they know exactly That's why what casinos use chips. Right, and it, it and and that's like the oldest in the book, you know. That's like the oldest way, and and the original and the OG, and and all these uh, gaming companies are just taking their own, uh, you know, their own their own swat at it, you know, their their own attempt. And, I mean, if we change chips out for tiny little donut shaped pieces, we'd all get thrown in jail in the ga- in the gambling industry. So, you know, and we already right. dehumanize currency by turning it into chips. But if it was something that appealed to children, we would all lose our licenses. So the fact right. that they're allowed to continue to appeal to children in this way, super concerning. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, so I don't want to go into too much detail. But I think you're right that especially in a weekend mental, emotional, and social state, we're likely to make more risky judgments. So it's just a reminder, even for the adults, to really think if under normal circumstances you would be making that purchase. You know, and for children, like, don't take any chances, you know. It's it's just statistics, and it, and it is undeniable. You increase I mean, I just the, bought a the number of opportunities. <laughs> what Did you? Yeah, I mean, and I, I've i only barely vaguely thought about buying a toaster, but now I undeniably had to have one. Like, I wasn't going to be satisfied until I purchased a, del- a toaster, which is arriving tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm making weird purchasing decisions. <laughs> They're not damaging to me financially, but they could become so. So you got to keep an not eye on Exactly. It. If this goes long enough, yeah, if you get it stretched out and you just have enough opportunities, you increase the number of opportunities that the, the number I've really of really started attempts. looking at Dyson's, you know? know what i mean i really started looking at those stick hoovers that's right you need a a new vacuum cleaner or that digital good that uh literally is just ones and zeros but Mm -hmm. i have to have it right now because it makes me different exactly you know yeah it's 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 troubling it's it absolutely should be addressed i think more people should be talking about it even if it gets old it needs to be brought to the attention and changed it's not going to take anything away bad from your games it should change the way games are made and so more effort is put into what matters if it takes longer to get it shut up and wait you know there's no there is no who cares you know there's no shortcut to success people you better learn that now I'm, i'm telling you man (laughs) <laughs> Preach. So, right, so I think those are both bad things, but now we've got the evil, the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, shall we oh say? Shan't yeah. call it evil because you know I won't make any moral judgments, but I'll say these are particularly ugly things, and they have to do with retail gaming establishments. Um, two in particular that seem to have egregiously violated the recommendations to close as non-essential businesses. The first one we're all aware of is GameStop. They tried to position themselves as an essential retail business. I can understand the reason for doing so because um, you do want to try to protect jobs and protect profits and if you can find a way to consider yourself essential and remain open that is better for your employees and your stakeholders financially however it is not better for them health-wise and they were holding out for a really long time they eventually shut but not after instructing employees to wrap their hands in plastic bags and go back to work Um, that was in uh, Massachusetts where that was the advice given to GameStop staff. And it's not acceptable. Um, I think when they realized that they were not going to be classed as an essential business and they were told by their relative state governments to shut down, they should have immediately done that and not tried to find loop loop arounds or get people to come back in just because of the launch of Animal Crossing. Like, I'm sorry that is not acceptable like people can buy this online there's nothing in a GameStop that you cannot purchase on the internet so I don't understand why they need to stay open you know and and even I mean I feel that way about you're gonna get your Funko Pop somewhere 
I mean, yeah. I mean, you can get those on the internet. It's not like a supermarket where people absolutely have to have food and some people don't have access to the internet, so supermarkets have to stay open. Like, people don't absolutely have to have games, and 99% of the time, they're going to have the internet, so they can buy it online, you know? Yeah, no. Um, And the other game company who, in my opinion, was just as bad is the game retailer Game Exchange. And I love this story because it's probably the most preposterous thing I've ever heard. So the game retailer, and I'm going to censor the language in this article, um, but they provided employees with BS coronavirus safety tips. And instead of providing stores with adequate sanitation supplies or closing them outright in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, Game Exchange Corporate felt it was best to send employees a chain email full of bogus prevention tactics. Their advice includes gargling vinegar, drinking lots of water to neutralize the virus in your stomach, you see, utilizing sunlight to remove it from clothing, All of which are practices that have been thoroughly debunked by medical professionals. Employees spoke to Kotaku regarding concerns over how the company is handling the COVID-19 pandemic caused by a novel strain of coronavirus. They said the regional video game retailer operates 100 locations throughout the southeastern U.S. remained open despite local authorities calling for the closing of non-essential businesses. So GameStop sort of took a lot of the flack, but actually, in my opinion, that they're they are just as bad as each other. Telling your employees to put a plastic bag on their hand and go back to work is equal as bad as telling them to gargle bloody vinegar. Like, you have no business providing medical advice that is not sanctioned by the highest medical authority of your country. Like, and at no point is the World Health Organization or any or the CDC telling people to gargle vinegar. Like, that's not a thing. So... Um, right. I yeah. think that's truly atrocious. There's enough min- misinformation out there. Like, we don't need to be providing that to our employees. Like, if anything, they should have been linking them to government advice and following the strictest measures that they possibly could to keep their employees safe when it became clear that this was not an under control situation. I don't. I'm, I'm almost speechless that, that they would tell that to their I almost understand it. I almost. It's still irrational and it makes no sense and it's irresponsible to say things like that to people you don't know. But to say it to your actual employees, because um, people spout off all the time misinformation to into the ether and it just gets absorbed and shared irresponsibly. Uh, but to, to, to have people in power, in positions of power that are running the company to go in and... and tell you that absurdity i'm just speechless i don't i don't know what to i I don't know what to say that the home remedies for getting to from preventing the virus it's it makes it almost makes me angry i i love the one that said just drink lots of water to neutralize the that's one of the things that i what what about that science i want to punch that that sounds amazing i don't know if i physically want to punch i do kind of physically want to punch that person if if you are uh, if you were responsible for that, uh, that particular tidbit for game exchange, I would like to speak to you directly. Uh, just reach out to my, du- my direct messages. I'll be happy to, to, uh, to, to punch you up via email. Open a discourse. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure out a, a, a time. And date. I'll explain anyway, to you how viruses work. <laughs> I'll ex- at the, yeah, at the very least that this is, this is how it's transmitted. Um, so uh, anyway, that's just absurd. I cannot believe that that was the case. The thing about the the uh, GameStop, and that's been brought up in the news, and uh, a number of outlets have reported on on them. I feel like that's this is a last ditch effort to remain relevant in a in a digital age um, for that company. I think that I'm probably one of the few, and I mean few. I mean we're probably less than the majority now of uh, people who prefer the 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 a hard copy a tangible copy of the of the medium for, of games instead of you know really just downloading and having multiple you know external hard drives full of games like most people do or many people do you know I have both but I prefer the hard drive I prefer the the, the hard copy just because 
uh, of the the fear that having a digital copy is not a complete copy of the game. Anytime they don't, they want to shut down servers or not patch your broken game that you download. I mean, it's not anymore now, though. That's the thing that applied to right. games prior to ten years ago. Well, everything in the last ten years has switch. a day one patch. So you better hope that well, still Switch working. doesn't. To my knowledge, Switch. I don't think Switch games do. You can plug and play He's such almost a immediately. Fan boy. I know. I'm talking of about all of them, it's the, it's the only one. It, <laughs> the problem is, is that if you wanted to play a game like Doom Eternal, you're gonna have to wait until 2025, when it's five days old or five years old, and now it's been converted yeah. to whatever the newest, uh, you know, Nintendo system is. Um, well, it's, so, it's but, part of going through our back catalog to pull out some snippets for social media to share, you know, with y'all. Um, I went back to you and Daniel discussing the death of the collector. And, you know, Daniel made the point that um, the collector is already dead. You just don't realize it. Like, these games, once the company stops supporting them stops patching them they'll they won't work anymore because your hard drive will eventually fail and your access that day one patch will be erased and then you won't be able to play it anymore and that's just that you know like it's not like what you can do with old cartridges that were complete games complete experiences there wasn't any dlc like you know what i mean it was the whole thing you can play that now to this day what 20 40 years on you can still play these games but all of your Xbox 360 and on, for the most right. part, those will be really expensive coasters, as Daniel put it um, in, in that snippet. <laughs> yeah. You know, they will be, because eventually the hard drive that you downloaded the day one patch on will fail, and you will no longer be able to install it on any subsequent device that you purchase even if 20 years from now you get a new inbox xbox one and you put it in there and here you day one patch can't play it (laughs) here's 40 minutes you want you thought you wanted to play today not today they'll Um, they'll just stop supporting the download you know they that's already started to happen for some games where right. the, the yeah. DRM, I think the DRM is actually preventing people from the DRM license expired, so now people can't play it anymore. Hilarious. Oh, man. That, I mean, and, and that should make people furious um, because in the truth, you're getting, you're trading it. You're willingly, people, you understand that. And I know this is the libertarian, the, the moderate libertarian in me that's oh, coming out go. saying, you don't own it. You don't own any of those. You know, it's like you think you own it. You bought it, or you don't care because you've willingly given up the the security of of actually or the of owning something for the for the instant gratification of downloading it right now. You're you're trading that, and and I hope you're happy because now you're going to make me have to do it. Very happy. Sorry, I, I like the convenience, <laughs> and I don't want to play old games because I want a new experiences. <laughs> I understand. And, and you know, and there's something there's something to be said for that as well. I just don't know in the end if it's going to be worth it, you know. But we won't know till we get there, and it's not worth it because I already called it. So um, shall we go to our last uh, segment, which was yeah, the let's go ahead. Community suggestions. You want to pull those up because I realize I've talked a lot this episode. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we did get some uh, engagement from uh, from retro the Retro Rebel Instagram and. Uh, we, we asked, you know, kind of what kind of, what, I guess the, the question babe pretty much was, you know, what games are you guys playing? Right. To get, so what are y'all playing? Yeah. To get through this, uh, this quarantine, what games are you guys playing? Uh, and we got some feedback and, uh, one of these in particular, uh, I actually mentioned a couple weeks ago that I was playing and another one of them you actually mentioned. Yep. So. Um, though, I guess I'll uh, talk about the one I, I mentioned first, um, just cause I did have a little bit of background oh, in that Jesus, one. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Uh, Ken- yeah, Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, for a second, I thought it was going to be Damn Disco Elysio again, which no, won a Brit Award recently. I haven't, you did, you did what? Uh, the Disco Elysium won, I believe, three Brit Awards at the Brit Game Awards. 
I'm telling you, it's a good game. It's really a good Get game. Get out of here. Um, I haven't I haven't gone back and played it since you uh, verbally reprimanded me. So I have not. <laughs> I have not uh, gone. Uh, I actually booted it up uh, to start it. It's one of those games that time kind of passes in real time, like as you progress through the story, hours move. But if you're not really doing anything, the clock doesn't keep moving. But there are certain things that have to be done at a particular time. So you open this Pandora's box. You you mentioned it, and so now it's your fault. Um, <laughs> but now, so, uh, but anyway, so I, I booted it up, and I was like, I don't even remember where I am or what I'm supposed to be doing right now in the game. And it was one of those where I had to go back and see, like, what I, and you, I have this huge list of things that I need to do Tuesday, and there are things that you have to do Wednesday when it, time passes, and I'm, I don't even have enough money saved up to stay at the hotel so I can make it to Wednesday. So I don't even know if the game's going to make it that far. Is this Kentucky Route Zero? No, no, no. We're still on oh, Disco. Oh, Listen, we're still on even... Disco. I passed out. I was just done. Yeah, no, and you came back. You came too, and we were still in Disco Elysium. Um, anyway. Get out of here. Disco say. Elysium is not on it's the suggested feedback it. from the user community. Kentucky Route Zero is. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero. That is a game that um, that is on there. It's on the Switch. It's got multiple acts. Uh, you know, like I, I had said it before, it's kind of a side-scrolling uh, man I, I don't I know I don't know how to completely explain it uh, fairly it is a trippy game though like it's it's difficult to know what you're a, you, you're a delivery man and you're trying to deliver a package to a place that doesn't exist and it's your story to get to that place it's pretty 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 trippy it's pretty good though so Anyway, so that was that was one of the games that was listed uh, from uh, our Instagram followers. Um, then they also listed uh, any of the Telltale games. And so just as a, I guess, for if you were to pick your three that you would want, uh, you would say, hey, these are of the Telltale games. These are the three that I think you should try. Which three would you pick? Well, last episode they were on my list. Right, right. Of lockdown games. And I would say uh, The Walking Dead is number one. Uh, number two, probably the um, Borderlands. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah. And number three, probably the Batman series because it's very well written. Even if you don't like Batman, it's very right. well written. So that would that would be my top three, and a lot of those are available with Game Pass. The Batman game right. is, and uh, almost all the Walking Dead ones are, even the mini series. So it's a good one for this list. So thank you at the Real Chinaman. Yeah, I would agree. The only one I would, if I'm picking my favorite ones, not just ones that take up time, I would agree with you on your first two. Walking Dead is the best uh, Telltale series for sure, by far. Uh, I think the next is Borderlands. It's not as long. Obviously, it doesn't have as many um, seasons, but it is, it's genuinely funny. It's a genuinely uh, interesting world to be in uh, in that capacity. So getting to see those over-the-top characters and, and fleshing out Handsome Jack as an actual character, it's, it's just a, yeah, it's a good... Yeah, <laughs> it's just a good... Uh, it's a good game and, and very well done. And then the last one, or my my choice, the third one would be uh, Wolf Among Us. Um, I went back and and did a, a just a I just booted it up and went through some of the uh, early uh, early quests that you have and some of the decisions that you get to make. And then I also have some of the Fables comics that it's based off of. Really good story uh, in an interesting fairy tale world that you wouldn't think maybe if, if you're not a big fairy tale fan you might not think that that's something you would be interested in is beauty and the beast and uh and and dark though you know, it's dark it's a dark it's very dark it's super dark i mean the beauty and the beast are i think he was her pimp at some point or something to that yeah, effect it's in really the game, dark you know and she was a call girl uh, and you know, and, and the big B wolf or the big bad wolf is, is a private detective, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a good story. So anyway, I would, I think that's uh, definitely, that's my number three anyway. So, 
So what about, um, so I have this one downloaded right now and I tried to play it. It's the Jackbox Party Pack. It's available on Game Pass and it's super, super fun if you don't live alone. Um, <laughs> there's no one to play with and there's no in-game multiplayer that I could find. And I was sort of disappointed because I was hoping that it would just sort of like put me in a match to do these like quiz type games or design a weird t-shirt game. And like it's a lot of like sort of, well, party games because this is a party pack. But um, it's really only suitable if you have members in your household. If you live alone, like little old me, um, it's, it's not a good choice. But if you have a family uh, of older children or like roommates, it's killer. Like it's a good that's a good suggestion for a lockdown if you don't live alone. <laughs> if you don't live alone, so there's a caveat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing to do if you live alone. There, I couldn't find any multiplayer. I think I have Jackbox Party Pack Ultimate Three or something that came with the Game Pass, but I couldn't find any multiplayer options that weren't couch co-op, which is a weird problem to have these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I I was looking at the list and. Uh, you know, at this dorky nerd, uh, Monica, she she uh, mentioned Disney Infinity. And even though it is no longer really being supported by Disney, um, if you have the characters and you can get into the world. I mean, I've got a box. Is this the characters. Amiibo thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was talking so, with her about this on Instagram. Like, I low-key wanted to play that even as, like, a 20-something-year-old when it came out. I was still like, was, that looks it's fun. It's cool. It's really cool. Like, it is it is really cool, the idea of it. You put a character on the on the, the control pad. You put Thor on there, and he appears on the screen. And then from there, you can just play with him. And you can create worlds. And there you can go into... New York or wherever for Spider-Man and into his world. And there are things to do there and you can work together or you can just fly around for kids of a certain age. And, and I guess even for adults, because I think you and I both would be interested in playing it. It is, it is a good time to have. There's no doubt. It's, it's honest, good, wholesome fun. There's, it, it, there's lots to do. If you have all the characters, which I think you can still get them relatively cheap, um, uh, from, you know, private sellers or, or eBay. Uh, but I have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> like I literally, I probably have 20 or 25 of them, uh, that my dog hasn't eaten yet. I was, is very tragic <laughs> to have lost. We lost rocket raccoon the other day, but uh, oh, no. some of the others, I know rocket rocket didn't make it. Um, I very did expensive chew toys for a dog. Very well. It was not intentional. He's bored in the quarantine as well, but he got a he got a hold of that. I did save Thor and I saved Captain America. But there's there's all the Marvel heroes. There's a lot of the Disney movie heroes. Uh, there's Pokemon that you can put on there. So uh, it's cute. There's all kinds of, uh, of of Disney amiibo fun to be had in in the uh, Disney Infinity. It's it's just pretty cool. Um, well, that's different. So the Infinity I think is different. I don't think the amiibos work that way. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It'd be worth a worth a Google. Worth it. The worth only the problem, like I said, the only problem, like I said, is that Disney's no longer really supporting uh, Infinity. But it's not something that you have to have a download for necessarily. You just plug it in and play. Right. Um, so probably pick it up on it, eBay if you don't already have it. I'm sure there's some. That's right. Boat. Well, I'm sure some of these characters are probably somebody will pay for them, you know, will really want some of these characters just to have on their shelf at some point. But, um, at the, at this time I still have them to be able to play. Uh, you know, the problem is, is I, I think you have to have a Wii U. Right. Right. That, that, that may be the biggest sticking point for most people. I can't even find a Wii U. Well, yeah, that might be a problem. I mean, um, if you I got one, there's a lot of ifs. But look, the, the, we're suggesting games that are on many different platforms. So, you know. This is true. Nintendo's getting right. quite a bit of love because the next suggestion from uh, At The Real Chinaman is um, Animal Crossing, which I think, isn't that a Switch exclusive? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
Switches are flying off the shelves in this country. I think they're back ordered, uh, even on Amazon. Uh, it's really hard to find one at the moment because everybody is home and bored. Um, right. I looked the other day and it was still over 200 pounds which is crazy because I swear I remember it actually being cheaper <laughs> than that. Um, so I think the price may have gone up because of demand. Um, Very possibly, yeah. But I've seen some pictures of Animal Crossing, and I got to be honest, I don't get it. I don't think I'm the target market for it, but it does look like it would appeal to a certain type of audience that likes to collect and craft. I hate both of those things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but if you like collecting and crafting, Animal Crossing is for you. Right, and, and see, for me, I think that's one of the types of games that I think it it's not heavily involved in terms of story. You don't have to think about, well, what was I doing on this quest and what where was I in the world? And, what you know, you can pick it up and play. The, Nintendo has a ton of games like that, and I think that's a big draw for those games. It's much like the, the fishing a lot of, in a way, it's like you just go hack some trees. Now I got a bunch of apples. Now I can plant all these things. There's something calming, peaceful, therapeutic mm, maybe it is funny. <laughs> about it. What's that? Said so maybe it is for me. Maybe I need to that's be what shopping I'm saying. some I'm saying you I was to, tempted I, I to wouldn't. buy a Switch. I'm not gonna lie. I have no re I have no reason to purchase one. I am literally going nowhere and already have a console that is completely <laughs> satisfactory. But this is what I'm telling you: too much free time, too many screens, and access to internet shopping is not good for anybody. <laughs> right. Well, but I think that would be uh, so far a toaster and a Switch would not be bad purchases. I, I can't speak for any of the other ones, but Switch is a good purchase. And it, bright red hair dye, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's uh, that's pretty much the games. Um, yeah, and, just, and the feedback. just a reminder, we've started this channel uh, on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Like, you know, we are looking after it. And if we ask you questions about something we want to put in a show... We are going to do it, so um, please do give us your suggestions because we've been doing this show for over three years now, and yeah. uh, sometimes it's hard for us to think of things that you guys would find interesting, so it is helpful to get feedback from you guys, and, and we're available and here to listen, and, you know, try not to flame us. This is our opinions, uh, and they are controversial sometimes, right. so don't don't hate me about the Animal Crossing. I might enjoy it. I don't know. I don't have a Switch, and I can't get one now because it's too expensive, but... Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but I did But we will. It. We're going to keep working on you. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I will conform, possibly, at some point, but not today. <laughs> not today, Satan. But yeah, um, please do hit us up on our social meets. We are there and, you know, trying to be active and engaged. And it's most important, you know, what you guys want to hear us talk about. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we included the comments that we did receive. Absolutely. Yeah. So check us out at Retro Rebel. Um, We'd love to hear from you guys. But that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site at www.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at www.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your favorite podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later. Thank you.